Welcome to another episode of Viatorian Voices Conversations on the Way. This is pre-associate Dan Masterton from Vocation Ministry, and I'll be your host for this episode. Today our guest is Jim Dippold. Mr. Dippold is the Director of Campus Ministry at Cristo Rey St. Martin in Waukegan, Illinois. CRSM is a Viatorian-endorsed high school where Viatorians have worked as part of the faculty, staff, and administration and continue to assist with campus ministries. As a Cristo Rey Network school, Students there engage in a college preparatory academic and extracurricular Catholic education, as well as take part in a corporate work-study program. This means each student works about one day a week in a corporate setting where they learn professional skills while also earning money toward the cost of their education. Mr. Dippold engages his students in a great variety of campus ministries, including liturgy, retreats, and service and justice. I started by asking him to share a bit about himself and how he first came to Cristo Rey St. Martin. Enjoy the conversation. I've been privileged to have been at Cristo Rey St. Martin for quite a while. Uh, the school started in 2004, and I came in 2005. Uh, Brother Gosh and Father Corey were some of the folk, first folks I, I met. Uh, Brother Gosh was teaching English and doing uh, counseling and social work at the time, and Father Corey uh, was driving corporate work-study van routes for us. Uh, we like to reminisce and think back to those early days, but I came, I'd been teaching and doing campus ministry at a Jesuit high school in South Dakota on the Pine Ridge Reservation, was looking to come back closer to uh, the southeastern Wisconsin area, which is where I'm from, families here, and uh, my wife's family's from Wisconsin, so we wanted to find a place that had, uh, we're hoping to find some kind of a place that had a similar mission, uh, knew about the Cristo Rey School in Pilsen, the first school in the network, um, but was not aware of many other schools in the network at, at that time. And a, a Jesuit friend who I was teaching with at Red Club mentioned that there, he, he was pretty sure there was a new startup school in Waukegan. So I, I uh, reached out and did a, a long distance interview with uh, the first president of the high school. And a few months later, I was landing in Waukegan and have been here ever since. Uh, it's been a great road and, and process to be a part of. Uh, we struggled a lot during our early years to become the, the college prep high school that we are now, um, but it's, it's fun to look back and, and meaningful to hear stories even from alumni in those very early years who had fond memories and good things happened for them while they were here. Yeah, so we've, we've come a long ways uh, to where we're at right now. And so you've been primarily responsible for campus ministry with the Cristo Rey St. Martin students. Could you tell us a little bit about the campus ministries that you've helped get off the ground and the things that the students do in campus ministry there? For sure. Early on, our first campus minister was Stephanie Schwartz, uh, different married name now, but she came from St. Vider High School and brought a lot of the traditions of campus ministry at St. Vider to get us started at Cristo Rey here. Um, I brought things I was familiar with from Red Cloud High School and kind of grew the campus ministry program. Like a lot of other Catholic high schools, campus ministry here does a retreat program for each of the grade levels. We coordinate and facilitate the liturgical life, the, the prayer life of the school, masses and other uh, all-school prayer services and other prayer opportunities. Volunteering and service and justice are a huge part of our campus ministry program. And then we also do uh, facilitate some immersion trips in the spring and summer for students to serve and learn and uh, accompany folks beyond the local Waukegan community here. So then maybe a, a quick word about the campus that Cristo Rey St. Martin is on now. After a few different places in the early years, 
you're now in a new campus that you guys have set up for yourselves, and it definitely has some distinct qualities to it. So could you help listeners understand a bit about where Cruiser Ray St. Martin is now, what your building and grounds and campus are like? Yeah, we're, we're super excited to be in a new building that was renovated. We moved in about four years ago when half the building was renovated. It's an old Kmart, an old uh, big box building. And then about two years ago, as we were moving through the first year of the pandemic, we were able to finish the second half of the building that gave us some great space. The old campus we had been at for 13 or 14 years was our, our temporary home, uh, but ended up being quite a while. And really, we were pushing at the seams for a, a school that had been built for about 200 elementary students. We had grown to about 400 high school young adult students. And so having the additional space for, for classes and other school activities has been super important and, and wonderful to live into. Our president, Preston Kendall, has also always envisioned our campus being a, a hub for the community, a place to support uh, and offer things to the community that we couldn't offer in the old space. So the, the building itself lends itself to being able to host uh, different community events here in the school. And we've got kind of a ginormous parking lot, used to be filled with Kmart shoppers. And we, we can't fill it with enough cars on regular school days, but we fill it when we do pop-up distributions with Northern Illinois Food Bank and have long queues of cars. It's just a, a great benefit to have that space. We could have done nothing like that in the old building, as well as be, be able to provide a lot of the academic experiences and just kind of a first-rate academic space for our students who deserve that and then, uh, and then be able to offer things to the community is a real, real gift for us. Yeah, so then let's move forward into the pandemic. You're a year or two into filling out this space and providing these new areas for students and for the community. And I think mm -hmm. back to the, the height of the pandemic, and I think of these huge influxes of patients into hospitals. I think of these huge long lines we were seeing at food distribution sites as unemployment and financial hardship is hitting so many communities around the country. And at Cristore St. Martin, the mission and ministry of the school and the students, as well as the campus that you guys were growing into became the site for two really crucial and helpful things for the community and the people in Northeast Illinois and Southeast Wisconsin. So could you talk a little bit about how the Northern Illinois Food Bank in this pop-up distribution came to be? Yeah, thanks, Dan. Um, we, we shifted a lot, as did everybody during the pandemic, during the lockdown. We uh, you know, didn't have students in the building in the spring of 2020. And then when we came back to school in the fall of 2020, we had maybe 20, 25% of our students in the building on a rotating basis. And then the rest of the students were at home, either on a regular basis or kind of on their, their non-in-person days. So, so the educational model really shifted as it did uh, everywhere. And then we also shifted, I mean, in campus ministry, what we could do for retreats and liturgies, you know, were struggles to find meaningful things to do. But we were fortunate in terms of, of doing volunteer work and, and serving with others in the community. We're fortunate to have opportunities that came up. Uh, in ways that we could serve and, and have our students and our staff really involved uh, in meaningful ways of, of doing some things to help alleviate some of the struggles in our community. And the first big project, as you said, was a partnership with Northern Illinois Food Bank, hosting uh, some pretty big food distributions. We've been partners with the Northern Illinois Food Bank probably for about 15 years, and there are a regular volunteer sites uh, a regular volunteer site for us. We take students uh, about three or four times a month 
to pack food that stays here in our local community. And that's what we had been doing pre-pandemic. Volunteer programs shut down during the pandemic until some folks contacted us, contacted me to ask about uh, using our parking lot to host a distribution that they wanted to do uh, here for the, the Waukegan and the greater Chicago area. Uh, there's an organization we had never been involved with before uh, called Alianza de, de Football. And uh, they hosted tournaments, soccer tournaments for youth, for young people in about 14 or 15 different cities across the country, uh, something they'd been doing for years. And, and then when the pandemic struck, they shifted and obviously they could no longer pull people together for soccer tournaments. So instead, they wanted to serve the communities where they had been hosting these soccer tournaments. And they, so they were reaching out to and partnering with local food agencies like Northern Illinois Food Bank. That's who they partnered with in the Chicago area. And initially they were looking for a, a space to simply do this, this food distribution. And I got excited and said, we, we, we'd love to host it, but we'd love to provide volunteers because uh, our students haven't been able to do a whole lot for the community. And this would be a really meaningful way to pitch in and do something that would benefit others during the pandemic. So in November of 2020, with Alianza, the footballer, they became known as Alianza Contigo, kind of a, a all in with everybody. We hosted and, and we probably served like between 800 and 1,000 families on that Saturday. And it was a great event and right away led to conversations more directly with Northern Illinois Food Bank and said, we'd love to host these much more often uh, on our own. Uh, Alianza Contigo got us started and it was a great kind of interesting that it, it took an organization from Mexico. To, to pull together with Northern Illinois Food Bank and to pull together with Crystal Ray St. Martin to do this first event and, uh, and led us to the partnership to continue with Food Bank hosting distributions here. So we had our first, well, our second distribution in January of 2021. And for the first four months in 2021, we were hosting two or three distributions a month with Northern Illinois Food Bank. And we were distributing to about 1,000 or 1,200 families uh, during the kind of the worst part of the pandemic and the lockdown. Northern Illinois Food Bank provides and has continued to provide just an amazing uh, abundance of, of groceries, some like shelf-stable, non-perishable goods for folks, but also fresh produce and uh, protein, different meat selections for each distribution and a dairy box, things that were really help sustain families that were, were going through difficult times or that continue to go through difficult times. So we started that in January of 2021 and have continued to host pop-up food distributions once a month uh, up until the current time, including this past uh, a week ago or so that, that you came up to participate in with us and had a, a group of students and a couple staff members from St. Vider High School who came to provide help along with typically we have about uh, 40 or 50 students from Crystal Ray and uh, anywhere from 15 or 20 staff members who help uh, with our distributions as well. And then on top of the food distributions, Crystal Ray St. Martin also became a vaccination administration clinic during the pandemic. So yeah. as those vaccines were rolled out and more and more groups became eligible, we needed tons of sites and tons of vaccine administrators. And there, Cristo Rey St. Martin was again to fit a community need. So how did that part come about? Yeah, it's strange to think back to the early months when the vaccine had just been developed. But when we do think back about it, 
I think everybody can remember how difficult it was to, to find a place to sign up for, to get an appointment and to get the vaccines. And again, our, our president, Preston Kenzel, worked his magic and did some amazing things networking with different groups of people and was able to partner with uh, Jewel Osco Pharmacy. And uh, they were looking for sites here in our community. And we said, heck yeah, we'd love to help host that and we'll provide the space, the volunteers. And so we were able in February and March of 2021 to host two sets of vaccine clinics, first shot and second shot for people. And again, I think that was over a thousand people at each of those clinics and really helped to serve a need that we kind of learned some things through the first clinic we hosted when things were posted on the Jewel Osco website. Of course, appointment times got filled in really, really quickly. Um, and it wasn't necessarily our community who had access and was able to sign up for those first vaccine shots, um, but kind of learn on how to target and get word out to uh, our local community here in Waukegan, North Chicago, folks who didn't have maybe quite as much access or availability to travel to different places that people were traveling uh, back in the early days of the vaccine. And the second set of clinics, we were able to really bring in a lot of folks who uh, needed the shot and otherwise would struggle maybe to get it if it wasn't being offered here in the local community. So those are two really amazing outreaches into the community, some way that the school could be of service, not just to the students and their families, but to the wider community. And you've talked about, you know, your attitude towards it, Preston Kendall's attitude toward it. Obviously, the students are hugely responsible for staffing these, these yeah. things. I yep. think a lot of times we think of schools just as places full of classrooms where we're learning in traditional subjects, or maybe there's a few clubs after school or athletic programs, but here you have a campus and a school community that was administering vaccinations, doing pop-up food distribution. Why does a high school need to be involved in this? Like, why is this important for teenagers to have this, this kind of avenue for service and for the school to be doing this type of thing in the community on top of what's done in the classroom and in the corporate work study? Yeah, thanks, Dan. Certainly those, you know, the academics and the corporate work study pieces are super important and are essential to what we do. The third part of our mission is helping to form young men and women to be people of faith committed to justice. And a lot of our administration in Preston would say, really, that's the heart of who we are as a Crystal Ray Catholic Viatorian high school. We want young people to have great opportunities for themselves after getting their education and work experience here. But really the purpose of that, as we see it, is for, for young people to be able to improve not only their lives, but the lives of others around them, their families and their community. Um, and having that larger impact on the community is really what we're about. So we, you know, one of our models and really core pieces of what we try to do is form young people to be men and women for others, to be of service, to put our faith into action, to look at you know, serving, serving God by serving others and walking with others. And that happens a lot of different ways that can happen in the classroom that can happen uh, at work and extracurriculars and through teams and sports, but it, it really also, you know, we have the privilege in campus ministry to set that up, set up opportunities for students to do that in our, in our community, which is a community that struggles in a lot of different ways. And that's the community our students come from, but giving back and putting love into action through service uh, here at the school is really core, a core piece of our mission. A lot of, a lot of schools have required service, and we uh, very intentionally do not require any service. Um, we want to keep it a voluntary experience. When, when young people or older people have the freedom to choose 
uh, how we get involved and how we spend our time, there's, there's a certain power and grace, I think, behind that when we do choose to, to reach out and uh, be of service to others and, and walk with others and, and learn about the needs in our community. So pre-pandemic times, and we're slowly kind of building back to that, we, we generally have about two-thirds of our students each year involved in kind of extracurricular volunteer efforts. Through their four years in the high school, everybody's involved in service in some way, but it's, it's really been, and that's been a great part of being a part of the school for 15 or 16 years that I've been here is watching kind of the culture of the school and among the students and staff take ownership and take the lead on making service to others uh, a core part of our school's identity. And, and maybe in the very early years, it was something that, that we pushed and, you know, we initiated as, as staff, as adults, as campus ministry, but it's taken off and, and has a life of its own. So, you know, after a long school day, after corporate work study to have uh, 50 young people come out for a food distribution and, and pack food into cars for two hours, uh, sometimes in freezing cold weather, sometimes on very hot days in the rain and the sun, speaks tons, I think, about our young people and about the grace of God that's, that's working through them and helping us to, to be doing good things in the community. The hands and feet of justice are these, these students and the way they choose to spend their time in that way, Yeah, for sure. Yep. We, we talk in Catholic social teaching about rights and responsibilities, and as Catholics and Americans, we try to feed the hungry, we try to care for the sick, we try to create access to education, to healthcare. How do you see the campus ministry that you're facilitating with and for your students as a way to understand that and to live it out? Yeah, I mean, during the pandemic, many people struggle in so many different ways with, with basic human rights, with food, with shelter, with paying rent, with paying mortgages illnesses, access to decent, affordable health care was something that a lot of people in our community definitely have struggled with, continue to struggle with. So to provide the two, the two big projects that we were able to be a part of, uh, helping to get groceries out to families who were in some significant need oftentimes, and to help provide access to the vaccines was a really meaningful way, I think, for us and for our students to live out that part of Catholic social teaching of, of doing our part or doing our best to see that people's basic human rights were being met in a better way than they were uh, without the services that we could help provide. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you to Mr. Dippold for talking with us. We ask God's continued blessings on him, the students, faculty, staff, and administration at Cristo Rey St. Martin. CRSM is a Catholic learning community that empowers young people of limited means to become men and women of faith, purpose, and service. Through a rigorous college preparatory curriculum integrated with relevant work-study experience, CRSM students graduate ready to succeed in college and life. CRSM exclusively serves families with limited economic means in Waukegan and North Chicago, Illinois. To learn more about the school, visit CristoRaySaintMartin.org, that's S-T, CristoRaySaintMartin.org, or follow them on Instagram at WeAreCRSM. To learn more about the Viatorians or invite vocational accompaniment, email us at vocations at viatorians.com or DM us on social media at ViatorianUSA. On behalf of Brother John and the Viatorian community, I'm pre-associate Dan Masterton. Venerable Louis Curbs, inspire us. St. Vider, pray for us. Adored and loved be Jesus. Mm -hmm.